0: everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Easy Peasy Show brought to you by Sportasonic. You can listen to every episode of the Easy Peasy Show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you usually listen to your podcast on. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Now let's get into the episode. Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in. Uh, My partner in crime, uh, Peyton, is not able to attend today. He's just not getting back from vacation. He's still settling in with the family and everything. So we're going to let him have the night off. Um, And welcome back from Labor Day. We hope everyone was able to enjoy. It. Well, we took the day off there as well, and um, was able to spend, you know, some much needed time mainly off of work and also with family. And uh, we hope hoping you were able to do the same as well. Um, uh, so tomorrow is the first official NFL game of the season, Chiefs versus Lions. It should be, I would say, a decent game. I mean, obviously, you know, you play against the Chiefs, you you, know, you just kind of you kind of you kind of have to take it with uh, for what it is. Um, and at the end of the day, it's the Chiefs. Not much you can do against them except the fact that Travis Kelsey injury news is rolling out. Um, no long-term damage from tweets. I'm just not seeing, but uh, he's still hyperextended his knee, his elbow, something, and uh, that's that's a pretty big concern. Uh, I mean, your top, you know, top pass catcher, uh, best tight end in the league. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is favorite target. Um, you know that's going to suck missing him if he's not able to play tomorrow. But, you know, we'll see where his injury stands. Um, recapping week one, college football, pretty crazy week. I mean, there was four, five nonstop days of action of football, but of college football, which is pretty awesome. Um, Monday's game, Clemson and Duke. Duke was able to pull off a pretty big upset. Pretty happy uh, for that, for, you know, being an LSU fan, because everyone kind of forgot about LSU's hiccup against Florida State, which, um you know, I know people are freaking out. Over LSU, saying LSU is overrated. Um, I think more or less FSU, Florida State University, was underrated, and I think LSU. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe just kind of slept on them coming in. I don't know what happened there, but um, yeah, good for all uh, Florida State uh, pushing my agenda there that they'll be the uh, best team in the ACC. And thank you Clemson for helping that one out too. Um, New rankings came out. Colorado was able to jump up into the rankings. The uh, I guess Coach Prime is real. I know me and Peyton were kind of dogging on Colorado, saying they didn't really have a chance. We were wrong. It is what it is. We're willing to take that one on the chin. Um, I will stick to my guns and say, though, that uh, like I, said, I think Colorado's um, best decision was getting Coach Prime. Obviously, it's showing out in ways I never would have thought of. But, hey, that's the nature of the game. Um, I think there are a couple of other interesting games. Uh, let's I know Colorado jumped into the rankings. I feel like another team did too. Oh, I obviously Duke. Um, believe Iowa fell out of the rankings for no fault on their own. Um, but yeah, I think other than them, uh, Clemson took the biggest tumble in the rankings. LSU the next biggest, and then um, you know top three are unchanged. So yeah, uh, college football is already interesting again. Then this is what we uh, this is what we love to see. They'll be back with uh, I don't know I don't know who's playing. I feel like someone's playing Friday. I'm not sure anyone's playing Thursday because of the NFL game. Not that that's stopped them before, but anyways um speaking of the NFL, move on to NFC predictions, standings, however you want to see it. Um, you know, there's reason we did the AFC first, NFC last. Um there's almost I say almost not much to be said by the NFC, but this is the uh, significantly weaker conference out of the two. Um, probably, you know, it definitely has the worst division in the NFC South in it this year. Um, and I remember seeing a post the other day saying, you know, <laughs> it showed who had the hardest schedule and who had the easiest schedules. And sure enough, like the teams that had the hardest schedule was at like the AFC North and the AFC East. And then, um, the team that had all four teams that had the weakest schedules were all on the NFC South. You go figure. Um, so yeah, for what it's worth, uh, I'm not, I'm not too impressed with the NFC this year. Other than, you know, outside of maybe three teams. And we'll get to that here. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and jump into it. Um, you know, we'll go from worst to best. Uh, how do I want to do this? I want to do it by division. Not sure. We may just go from what I think are the worst teams to the best teams. May not be the way to do it. Let me think. You know, I'll start off with the NFC West, too, because I think they got the two worst teams in the NFL. Well, two worst teams. Two of the worst teams, no, probably the two worst teams in that division. Anyways, NFC West starting out the worst team is gonna be obviously the Cardinals. Um, yeah, having your star quarterback out for what's gonna be majority of the season, if not the whole season, sucks. Um, yeah, you know, so really, Kyler Murray being out, that's not gonna help you. You have a pretty, I mean, you have a decently tough schedule. Your roster is built like crap. Uh, there's really not much more to say. I mean, I think you got you got some good offensive linemen as far as pass protection is concerned, but I mean, other than that, I mean, you have weaknesses all across the board on your team. So I mean, I think the line set at four and a half. I think they definitely go under. They um, you know, they may have one of the worst records. They may have the worst record in the NFL by the time it's all said and done. And uh moving on to the next worst team, or you know, third best team, however you want to see it, the NFC West. I got the Los Angeles Rams. Um, so I mean, obviously. Got some glaring uh, glaring problems with them, too, and uh, recent news of Cooper Cup being hurt. But, um, you know, speaking of outside of Cooper Cup, who do they have, um, as far as wide receivers are concerned, they don't really have anybody. Cam uh, Akers is kind of get, getting back into form towards the end of last season, which is excellent, which is what you want to see if you're a Rams fan. But uh, this is far from the Super Bowl team that they once had. Um, You know, obviously, they still got Aaron Donald, for what that's worth. But, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, you know, I think obviously defense is going to be their strength, but when you don't have an offense that's going to produce, no, nah, not much more you can do. Um, like I said, you know, they went heavy with the win now thing. Obviously, they got the Super Bowl and now, um, you know, you give away all your assets now you have nothing. And uh, this is kind of uh, this is kind of what Rams, you know, what the Rams are willing to buy into. This is just kind of a kind of, well, like I said a uh. The consequences of their success, if you will, I'm uh, not really sure how else other uh, to describe it other than that. But um, yeah, they should be. I will say, I think they're over under set at six and a half. Uh, they'll probably go under. Um, along with the Cardinals. Granted, I do think there's a uh, decent sized gap between the Cardinals and the Rams in terms of talent. And I said, I think, I think, unfortunately for the Cardinals, not to keep dogging on them, but they're just uh, they're not in good shape. I mean, neither are the Rams, but. Um, you know, I guess it is what it is. They're just going to have to suffer for a couple more seasons before they're able to properly rebuild. Yeah, I mean, you got a pretty aging, you got a pretty old quarterback in your backfield. That doesn't really help things either. Anyways, moving on to the next team, Seattle Seahawks. So uh, a pretty big, um, gap in talent here or gap in what I'm going to, what I think their success will be. Uh, like I said, you yeah, got the Seattle Seahawks coming in as what I think should be the second best team in the division. I, I have them making the playoffs. Um, Biggest strength, obviously, uh, comes the passing. I believe Geno Smith, you know, um, no one expected what he was able to do last season. And um, he's probably going to do more of the same this season. Uh, Like I said, I think him just getting the reins was just a big boost to his confidence. And uh, obviously, you have some pretty solid wide receivers in Lockett, uh, Goodwin, Metcalf. And then you go out and get a rookie in Jackson Smith and Jigba. And then on top of that, well, you had some pretty solid running backs. You had Charbonnet and Walker in the backfield. So, I mean, your offense is pretty set, right? Um, that really shouldn't be an issue. Now, um, what's kind of weird, you know, hate to say this about a Seahawks defense, but that's kind of, um, that's probably what's going to be the weakness, um, especially the run defense. Um, you know, they didn't do well against teams that ran the ball well last season. So, you know apologies about that uh, pesky door-to-door salesman hammond dog going crazy there for a second but yeah um I have high hopes for the Seahawks this season like I said I think they're able to, I think they should be able to make the playoffs uh, well-rounded roster I um, we saw what they're able to do last year uh, over under set nine and a half I think they should be able to go over especially playing in the NFC West I mean I think your tougher games will be against the 49ers and you know so I mean you know uh 49ers 49ers are a pretty good team so I'm not sure if you can uh, you may be able to win one game against them. I doubt you win both of them. But um, anyways, good segue into best team in that division. Should be for uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, as always, you know, the 49ers are always one of those teams that just are consistently at the top. Um, obviously, this team uh, having some quarterback questions, uh, you know, they traded away Trey Lance, uh, naming Sam Darnold as the number two, uh, and they're going all in on Brock Purdy. Um, you know, showed his flashes last year, showed that he was able to, you know, take over, take over the offense for what it's worth. I mean, this isn't exactly, you know, a high powered offense, but, um, this feels like if any year is going to be their year, it's got to be this year, I guess. Um, so, uh, you know, they got some solid playmakers on their team all around offense and defense. Um, you know, have some big names, you know, like some McCaffrey, Bosa, uh, you got Debo and UK um. And Kittle, I mean, obviously, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, so yeah, this should be should be one of the better teams in the NFL, not just the division. They're over under at ten and a half. I think they should be able to go over. Um, even though they're gonna have, you know, a tougher schedule. I think they are a tougher team. Um, and the NFC, that's just not exactly, like I said, the, the best. Um, I think the 49ers should be able to thrive. So, yeah. Uh I think obviously I think the 49ers will make the playoffs uh whether they're one seed or two seed I'm not sure but I think it's uh it's obvious they're going to be one of those two. Um anyway I guess we'll move on to the NFC South. Um a fall from grace for this team the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh obviously all kinds of weaknesses across the board. Uh you know maybe besides the wide receivers. But I mean, even then, they're they're, they're just having off the field issues as far as contracts are concerned. Uh, I think you got a pretty solid secondary if you're the uh, if you're the Buccaneers. I mean, you lose Murphy Bunting, but I mean that's okay because you keep Davis Dean and Winfield Jr. and you add Ryan Neal at safety. So uh, pretty big names there. Uh, pretty solid group. Um, yeah, like uh, they're. They're unfortunately, like I, said, I mean, the defense. I don't know how it's going to be. Like the secondary is what it is, right? It's going to be good pass rush. I'm not sure if that's going to be all that good. Uh being you know, if you can't put any pressure on the quarterback, uh, that's I don't care how good your secondary is, it's just going to leave them in a world of pain. One of the things going to be Tampa Bay's biggest weakness. Uh, I know quarterbacks is obvious way to go here, but um, and I hate to say offense in general, so I'll just say the rushing offense um they haven't been good at running the football in a while let's be honest and uh you know top of this you lose Leonard Fournette who I know as you know far away from his prime but I mean still you lose Leonard Fournette and you expect your running to get better I doubt it um so yeah uh they're over under set at six and a half and I think that's pretty generous I think they'll go under there and uh moving on to, how do I, the, I don't think, I'm not sure if I mentioned it. I know I've probably mentioned it in other episodes, but this NFC South is not not going to be pretty. It's not going to be like a train wreck. It's not going to be completely ugly, but, man, this division. This division may be one of the worst divisions in the NFL in a long time. A long time. Um, anyways, moving on. And toss up between these two teams. Um, I don't think either of them will make the playoffs, but I will start with the Panthers. So I got the Panthers finishing third best. In the division of the NFC South. The um, strength for the Panthers. Your good thing is uh, your defensive front. Um, you know, you got some big boys up there. And uh, you have a breakout season for Derrick Brown. So, I mean, uh, I mean, breakout season, huge improvement for them. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, you got some all-around solid guys up there. Uh, I mean, Tuttle, Brown. He, I mean, now you got Justin Houston coming in from the Ravens. A pretty solid pickup. Unfortunately, weakness for them is uh, both sides of the ball as far as passing is concerned. Um, I mean, obviously, we haven't seen Bryce Young, right? But for for what it's worth, he's a rookie coming in. Not all rookies are, you know, going to be exceptional when they start off. So, um, you know, you're going to have your growing pains. But all in all, I mean, I think think Bryce Young will be okay in the NFL. I mean, I don't think he's going to be, you know – the answer that the Panthers are looking for, but I think he should be, should be mediocre enough, I guess, you know? So, I mean, obviously first overall pick, all eyes are on him. So, I mean, you know, he's got great accuracy, right? And he's just got, he's got the intangibles you want in a quarterback, but obviously, um, size is an issue. NFL, you, you got some big boys. These aren't your little college kids hitting you anymore. And he's going to find out, he's going to find out pretty quick. um, He's gonna find out really quick, but yeah, uh, they're over under set at seven and a half. I think they should be able to go. I don't know over. Um, I mean, I don't know. It really depends because I, th- I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, I'm torn between that one. I guess I'll say. I guess I'll say under actually. I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me, so I'm not sure. I'll say under. I'll say, but I do. I do think they finish around seven or eight wins. I think that's a fair line. And now uh, moving on to the second best team. Um, and like I said, not much talent gap between any of these teams, except maybe the Buccaneers. You may have your Buccaneers in like a tier, like tier F, and then these three remaining teams are like in tier C, like tier D maybe, tier upper D, tier lower C. Anyways, Atlanta Falcons, um, I was, uh, getting, uh, getting in some big names off of a free agency, uh, another former Raven moving to NFC South and Calais Campbell, um, uh, obviously Kyle Pitts. He needs to step up. I know people are thinking you know he's a he's a unicorn at the position, but man, I mean what what has he done? Um, what has he done to prove it? nah I mean, he has that potential, obviously, but I mean he's got he's gotta step up. Um, obviously having hmm, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Obviously the quarterback issue is gonna be of concern. So I don't know. Well, We'll see how Kyle Pitts does. Um they're over under set at eight and a half. I think they go under. Uh the obvious addition of um B. John Robinson, that should help out a lot. Especially, you know, when you have Tyler Ashier, who did really who did really good last season, let's be honest. Um, did very well. And um, not to mention that I think one of the biggest strengths for this team will probably be the offensive line. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the running game is going to be good. I'm excited to see Bijan. I know coming out of Texas, he's got a lot of lot of hype around him. Uh, first rookie off the board. And I think, you know, he's the odds-on favorite to win rookie of the year. And rightfully so. Rightfully so. Um, just because I think, you know, in terms of production, he's probably going to be able to produce the most uh, and the most easiest. Uh, sorry, most easy out of all the rookies. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, he should be he should be an interesting watch this season. Definitely one to look out for. So Yeah, excited to see Bijan Robinson. Um, rushing title? I mean, I'm not sure. Like I said, it really depends cuz the Falcons quarterback situation isn't exactly the best. So should be interesting. I don't know. Should be interesting. Should be interesting to see with this Falcons team. Uh they're over under a set of eight and a half. Uh I think for the talent they have on their team, they I think that's a good line. About do you think they go under? Um, like I said, all these teams in the NFC South are gonna struggle. Um, including who I, you know, unfortunately have making the playoffs. And uh it's not by a lot. Like I said, it's it's um they're just lucky they went out and got a a quarterback who's a tier above the one that they currently had. And uh anyways, New Orleans Saints. Um, hometown team So maybe I'm a little biased Maybe that's why I have them At number one But I do I still, I still think they're probably In the bottom Third of the league As far as You know If I had to put Overall rankings on them But yeah I do have the Saints winning Winning the division uh, You know I think going out and Getting Michael I'm sorry Not Michael Thomas Getting Derek Carr To help out guys Like Michael Thomas Chris Alave uh, Rashid Shahid um, Juwan Johnson I, like say, I mean these are all In their own right Freaks in nature uh, obviously, Alvin Kamara suspension, little scary, but uh, you know, you got Williams now at running back too. So like, that's not the end of the world at running back position. Um, I mean, you have a decent O line. Could it be better? Absolutely. Definitely not the worst though. Even though I think like, you know, last year they didn't, they didn't do too hot, the offensive line. But I think that's also. You know, I think there was also some other weaknesses on the offense that kind of got taken care of in the offseason, so maybe it should make the offensive line look better. Um, you have Cam Jordan, you just signed to a contract. Unfortunately, he's way out of his prime. Uh, he's still still, still a great player. No, he's still a good player, but, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, age is getting the best of him. And um, it's going to be up to the younger guys to step up. I think if they do step up, I think they should be able to easily win the division. And like I said, this, this division is completely up for grabs. Um, you know, you're you're playing to be best or the worst. Uh, uh, you're over-understanding 9.5 for the Saints. Um, you probably go under. I think I'm not going to call 9.5 line generous. But, you know, I guess, I guess it makes sense in the, in the division. I guess it makes sense. You know, it's not, not the worst line, not the best. But um yeah, anyways, enough talking about them. Move on to the who we got. Let's let's do the NFC let's do the NFC North, I guess. Yeah. We'll do the NFC North. Um so let me see who I got here. Alright, so it should be a solid division. Um you know, I don't think I think in this division there's no clear front runner. I in my head, I think I kind of have a, a decent front runner. But like I said, no clear standout like some of these other divisions. But um, anyways, the team I have is the worst team in the NFC North. I don't know. Um I, I say the worst, but like I said, I think most of these teams are gonna be pretty good. And uh like I said, I feel like some of these teams may have a have a slight drop-off in production. Anyways, I'll go with my worst team, best, you know, you know, worst of the best, really, or worst of some of the best. I'm not sure if they beat out the NFC East. Anyways, uh, I'll go with Green Bay Packers. Uh, so, obviously, yeah, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon at running back, so uh, pretty solid there. And uh, your offensive line should be able to put in work for them, should be able to do their thing. Um, you know, you have Jordan Love stepping up, stepping up into the quarterback. I think he's going to be your X factor this season. Um, yeah, I mean, the, this team goes as far as Jordan Love goes, so should be interesting to see. You know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, Christian Watson stepping up was pretty big last season. Um, you know, yeah, you, know, you go out and get some uh, tight ends. As I said should be an interesting offense to watch. Like, said, it really is. It really is all dependent on uh, Jordan Love. I think the run game uh, shouldn't be – shouldn't you shouldn't worry too much about that. And um, I see wide receivers are, def- are decent. I don't think that, you know, they're exactly like league leaders or anything, but, I mean, maybe they're just enough for Jordan Love to do his thing. Anyways, you're over-under set at 7.5. Uh, I think you can go over that. Uh, I think Jordan Love is a little bit – little underrated. You know, like I said, I mean, and I hate to call him underrated – 'Cause I mean, I don't think he's the best, but I think people really really are, you know, trashing this dude for no reason. But uh, anyways, moving on to the third best team, second worst team in the division, the Chicago Bears. And um uh, that really may put them below the Packers, actually. I don't know. Um they're over under seven, seven and a half. Yeah, they probably go under. I mean, considering the best wide receiver. I wonder if they got DJ Moore, but their second best receivers, Mooney and Claypool, one of those two. Uh, anyways, um, you know. Running game should be uh, solid as uh, solid as always with Fields in the backfield. Uh, you got Herbert and Foreman back there too. So, um, has made clear last season. It should be made clear this season. Uh, this offense is going to be run heavy, and uh, you know, and it's it's funny because I think their weakness is probably going to be the run defense. So the thing that they um they're probably going to, you know, be the best at on the offensive side. They'll probably be the worst at on the defensive side. Um, like I said, you got some really solid rushers and a a decent O-line that should be able to back them all up. Uh, yeah, I think the run game is going to be solid. Unfortunately, in the NFL, you need to have a pass game, too. Can Justin Fields step it up in the pass game? Remains to be seen. Uh, I hope he can, because I know a lot of people have faith in him. And, um, I know he's a good guy, (laughs) for what it's worth. Um, but yeah, they're over-under set 7.5. I think they go under. So, yeah, I guess I will put them as the worst team in the NFC North, now that I think about it. Put them right under the Packers. Um, I don't know, like I said, the talent gap between all these teams isn't, isn't, you know, the biggest, you know, I think one team just has, has as big of a shot as another team to win the division. I don't think the Vikings are going to run away with it. And, um, with that being said, moving on to my second best team, the Vikings. Uh, yep. Kirk Cousins led offense. uh, And obviously you have Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver one, you go out and get Addison in the draft. And uh, so now you have Jefferson, Addison, and Osborne, all three solid wide receivers. Um, Obviously, you're moving on from Dalvin Cook. Um, that remains to be seen if that's going to be huge or not. Uh, You know, so, I mean, passing. Yeah, obviously, with all that being said, your passing game is going to be your biggest strength. You're the Vikings. Uh, Stick to your guns. Do what you do. Uh, I think you should have no problems there. Uh, you're over under win total, say, 8.5. I think you should be able to go over. uh, Not by much. I mean, you may be able to eke out 10 wins, but I think – I don't know. I think, you know, they got exposed last year in the playoffs because they were able to get, I mean, a decently easy schedule. Let's let's be honest. And, uh, you know, now they're going to be playing a tougher schedule. So, best of luck to them. Um, Weakness for them, I'd probably say their secondary or the pass coverage. Um, Obviously, you know, just statistically speaking, if you look at it, I think they gave up the most, the second most passing yards, I should say, last season. Um, you know, uh, you have some pretty big holes there in your secondary. Can you fill them? Can those guys step up? Uh, that remains to be seen. Harrison Smith, uh, very, very good, by the way. Harrison Smith, I will always have high praises for him. But uh, as I was mentioning, Cam Jordan earlier, I think you know Harrison Smith may fall in the same category. He's he just, you know, maybe ending the near. Uh, I'm sorry, nearing his end as far as prime is concerned. But um, love him as a player though. Always will uh, moving on to what you know I think a lot of people are picking as their sneaky pick to be the uh, best team in the division, which you know uh, sketchy sketchy thing to say for a team that's uh led by Jared Goff ish anyways I can't believe you know saying it out loud it does sound ugly anyways um Detroit Lions uh, their over unders uh, set at nine uh, from what I'm seeing. Um, that that's that, that's about realistic. Nine or ten wins, I think, for this team. Um, so you know, you actually, uh, I mean, you got a really solid pass rush for the Lions. I think that's probably your uh, your strength right there. Um, and that's exactly what you want in the NFL. I mean, you put quarterbacks in a bind. I don't care how good they are, they're going to make mistakes. Uh, you know, I mean, besides Mahomes, every quarterback's liable to make mistakes whenever having you know having to deal with some huge guys rushing them. And, um, you know, speaking of, uh, outside of Amon Ross St. Brown, I'm not sure what the Lions have to uh, offer in the wide receiver position. So that's kind of what I have a, as a weakness for them this season. Um, you know, and then, you know, Jameson Williams being suspended for the first few games. or uh, So, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough, especially the start of the season for them. But, you know, you get go out and get Jameer Gibbs to, uh, you know, play alongside Montgomery. So I mean I think your offense is going to be okay. Uh, like I said, I'd, I'd, you'd like to see other right receivers besides Saint Brown step up. So you know we'll see we'll see where that uh, where that leads them. Uh, unfortunately, you know Jared Goff, your ceiling is um, not that high. But like I said, I do think you should you could be able to um pull out a division win here. Um, I I think there's three three teams liable for a division win here. Packers, Lions, and Vikings. I think the Vikings may see a little regression just due to their tough schedule. But, uh, you know, I think, like I said, Lions, Packers, sneaky picks to win the division. That's the NFC North moving on to the last division for the NFC. That's the NFC East. Uh, yeah, so some, um, obviously, you know, Eagles and Cowboys. Numerous talented teams here. Um, dang, Cowboys. Cowboys will be interesting. I hate. I think they. I mean, they could be a number one seed. Hate to say it, but I mean, you. I mean, you know. I guess it, it depends on how you how you view the Eagles last season. You know, do you think last season was a fluke or not? I mean, if you think they can repeat what they did last season, then I think the Eagles are the obvious number one seed, not only in the division but in the conference. So. Anyway, it should be interesting. Uh, worst team in the league. I'm sorry, not the league. That'd be the Cardinals. But in this division, um, I'm going to have the Giants. You know, um, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, uh, Matt Breida. Uh, obviously, your strength's going to be their rushing attack. You know, but I don't think you're going to be like a like a Ravens of last year or a Bears where you, you rely solely on the rushing game. But um, I think they're able to utilize it well. And, you know, I think... I think I think they'll be, I think they'll have a really solid rushing attack. And like I said, as long, as long as they're able to utilize it well, as long as they're able to do their thing, all of them, including Daniel Jones, um, I think you know they should have you know one of the best rushing offenses in the league this year. Uh, weakness for this team though um, is their defense minus the defensive line. So really, your back seven, uh, you know, often refer to the front seven, but here we got the back seven: your linebackers and your defensive backs. Um, you know, none of them. None of them are the best. Uh, there's a lot to be desired of this team, uh, especially in the um in the safety department. Linebackers aren't much aren't much better. Um, you know your cornerbacks are probably your best um best in the back seven, and I think they rated out like in like 22nd last year. So they that, that, you know that that's just a lot to be said about this back seven on defense. Uh, they're going to have to step up, especially in a in a league where passing is just. You know, I don't don't care how good your defense is, you're gonna get you know yammed on a lot on the defense, especially against a pass-heavy offense. And, um, you know, should be interesting. Should be interesting to to see how that goes. But uh, they got Darren Waller. Yeah, they got Darren Waller. So, um, you know, another target for the offense. Anyways, they're uh, over under set seven and a half. I think to go under. Um, you know. They, they—I hate to call it last season a fluke, but I think that's kind of what it was. Uh, you know, obviously some games they definitely shouldn't have won, and that's that's exactly what happened. They won. Uh, they, I mean, they go nine and seven and one. Uh, I think they maybe flipped. I think they go like seven and ten this year. Maybe eight and nine. We'll see. Uh, next team, Washington Commanders. Um, pretty solid. Pretty solid in the defensive department. Not much to be said about the Commanders. Should have one of the better defenses in the league, especially if um you know Chase Young is able to. I don't know if if Chase Young is able to get back to his rookie season. Obviously, coming off a torn ACL is just not yeah you know that sucks. It really sucks for him. Such a such an exciting talent, but um yeah you know if Chase Young steps up, then his defense could be one of the best in the league. And I hate to say that for Washington Commanders, but hey new new ownership. Um, you know, a whole lot of things going on at play. So, um, Washington Commanders—they're over under set at six and a half. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think they can go over. I think they can get eke out seven wins. Granted, Sam Howell is your quarterback. Um, your best wide receiver is McLaren. I mean, you got Jahan Dotson. I know a lot of people are high on him, but uh, obviously, you know, you have Sam Howell. Sam Howell needs needs to step up this season. He's got to be the guy. He's got to undeniably be the guy if the Commanders want to get over eight or nine wins. Uh a lot of people are low on them. I hate to say I'm low on them, but I'm not exactly high on them, so um you know, Commanders are also I think going to be another one of those teams where they, you know, they go as far as their quarterback takes them. And uh you look at your quarterback, you have Sam Howell. We'll see. Um you know, we'll see. We'll see for that team. Uh moving on to, you know, one of the Cowboys or the Eagles. I don't know. I don't know who I want to put there. Um, are the Eagles due for regression? I'm not sure if they are or not. You know, you know, I can't trust the Cowboys. So I'm going to put Cowboys finishing second. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I think, you know, I think they, that's maybe the year. I hate to say it. I mean, they always, they always get to the playoffs pretty easily, but then just stink it up there. Um, anyways, um, you know, Dak Prescott regressing, not the easy, not the, not the Best thing to see if you're a Cowboys fan, especially a quarterback who's who's really good. At the end of the day, but uh, you lead the league in interceptions uh, on top of being injured, which um, you know I'll spell it out here: uh, you're injured, you miss more games. Yet you lead the league in interceptions. That's uh, not a not a good look all the way around. Uh, Your passing passing rating and grade via PFF is god awful for the fact that you're Deck Prescott. Um, so. Yeah, but, I mean, you have some really solid uh, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs. So, I mean, I mean, if Dak, Dak Prescott can just be, a, just be a sliver of his old self, you know, not 2022 Dak Prescott, but, you know, like, you know, you know, 19, 18, 19, 20 Dak Prescott, I think they'll be good. They could easily be number one in the NFC. Um, you know, defense not much to be said. They got some dogs all across their defense. Um, you know, there's really no glaring holes there. I mean, I would say you could argue linebacker, but you really can't. Uh defense is gonna be monstrous as always. Uh the over Uh you know, I think they got a I mean a decent schedule. Uh I wouldn't call it the easiest, I wouldn't call it the hardest, but uh they're over under set at ten and a half. I think they should be able to go over that. And um moving on to what should be the best team in the NFC East. I uh, like that toss up between the Cowboys and this team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, do they run it back? I'm not sure. Like I said, it really depends on what, you know, what side of the uh spectrum you're on, as far as you know, if you think you know it was a fluke, like kind of like fluky and they made it as far as they did last season, or if you think they're legit. Uh, I think the Eagles are legit. I don't, I don't think they should, that should even be questioned. Uh, they go out and get Jalen Carter, mm, um, huge, um, a huge, huge pickup for them, and um. Yeah, I mean, like him. I I can't believe the Eagles got this guy. You know, typically you 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 finish. You're in the Super Bowl. Excuse me, you shouldn't be getting anyone good, right? But uh, no, they get Jalen Carter, who a lot of people had him pegged as one of the better people, better players in the draft. Um. Anyways, um, in the trenches, you're pretty solid. You should have. You, know, you probably have the best offensive line in the NFL. Um, which you know. Obviously, he makes Jalen Hurts, who is really good in his own right, look good. Um, you know, trade away. Uh, I'm sorry, you get DeAndre Swift and Gainwell, or you get Swift, you have Gainwell. Um, you know, can Swift, uh, can Swift be that guy? I'm sure he can. I know he was very, very um, high caliber talent in college. And I know a lot of people are still holding on to him to, you know, be able to perform like that. I think he can. I think the Eagles should make him look a lot better than he did at the Lions. Um, you know, defense, another really solid defense, but you do you do hope to see that their pass coverage uh, plays a little bit, plays a little bit better, especially between the numbers. Uh, you know, it's like, it, when it comes to the middle of the field, it's like, it seemed like, especially in the Super Bowl, it was really easy to see. They're just getting picked on over the middle. Um I don't know. We'll see. I think, like I said, I mean, that's that's just me nitpicking their, you know, I guess weakness if you want to call it that. Um, they're over under 11 and a half. I think they should be able to go over. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys and the Eagles should be able to finish out in the playoffs from that division. Um, you know, like I guess I think NFC NFC's is really up for grabs. Mm, I think you know, their obvious candidates are Eagles. Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Seahawks, um, one of, like, the Lions and Packers, so, um, then you obviously have your NFC South winner, so probably, you know, probably the Saints, and then, you know, you have your your seventh wild card somewhere in there, um, you know, maybe another team, maybe another team, uh, from the, you know, the Packers, Lions, and, uh, Vikings, maybe one of those, don't um, yeah, that's all we have for this episode. Um, do want to mention that the giveaway, the fifty dollars Visa gift card giveaway that Sporter Sonic is hosting, has been extended by two weeks. Um, so we definitely want we want to give people ample opportunities to get their names in there, and obviously, you know, spread the word about Sporter Sonic. You know, that's what this is um all about. And uh, reward you know reward one lucky person who does that. So um, yep. Um, contest is extended two weeks. So instead of being over. I uh, believe we had, you know, either the sixth or the eighth. It's now going to September twentieth. You have to September twentieth to do your thing, and uh, I guess we'll announce on the twentieth, maybe the twenty second. We'll announce one of those days who the winner is. So, um, you know, if you participate participating in the contest, be sure to stay tuned. One of those episodes. Um, thank you for listening to the NFC breakdown. Um, I know it seems kind of like a weird episode since Peyton wasn't able to be here, but uh, rest assured, he will be here next episode. We'll be covering UFC two ninety three. Uh, some more college games, um, NFL for the first time this year. Uh, I'm sorry for the first time this season. Should be interesting. So, yeah, as always, thank you for tuning in. Uh, It's always appreciated. Peace out.